a lot, a lot of people that are successful, they have very high standards. They have high standards for themselves, who they work with, who they surround themselves with um, in every area of life. So, you know, the answer is both. We, we each have our own secret uh, recipe to create success, but we also have a lot of commonalities in other areas. My name is Andrew Smith. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Successful Smitty Podcast. I have a super awesome guest here today. His name is Corey Budovich. Corey is the founder and president of Budovich Legacy Planning, which is a niche financial advisory firm which focuses on removing the key erosion factors of wealth. Um, Corey has qualification numbers of the MDRT top of the table for the last decade. He's been the top of, in his agency of 10K brokers who does multiple six to seven figure premiums on an annual basis, and he's done one of the largest cases in Canada for insurance. So, Corey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Great to, great to be here with you, buddy. Awesome. So, yeah, Corey, tell us a little bit more about yourself or anything I might have missed. Well, myself, there, there's, there's a lot to myself. Um, I tend to be, uh, I can be sort of complex, yet limitless. Um, you did a pretty good introduction there. Uh, things that are important to me are my kids. I'm, I'm a father of four uh, beautiful children. Uh, my fiance, Tabitha, who's been, had an incredible impact on my life. Um, my family and friends. Uh, I'm someone that likes to learn and grow a lot. So I spend a lot of time and energy focus on, on those things. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I, so, love, yeah, I love to golf. I love to golf. I love to compete in everything I do. Mm -hmm. so that would be another thing about me. Awesome. So, yeah, I know one thing whenever I think about you is you're someone who loves to win and you're really freaking good at it, too. And so <laughs> I, I want I want to talk to you. Like, what, what does winning mean to you? Well, winning will be different for everyone, right? For, for me, it means getting an end result right? Getting the result that I want. So in order to get that result, you have to know what you want to begin with, right? So what I try to do to get that result is to have an intention, specific intention of each task that I do in every area of my life to understand what that intention is. What does winning look like to me? And to go out and do the things that work to, to get that result. See, most people are, they're in their, there's a word called automaticity, and that is in an automatic way of being, right? They don't, they're not operating from any context. So I'm operating always from the context of, you know, how, how can I, how can I be my best self? How can I bring my best self? what do I want to achieve in this particular instance? And how can I uh, go and get it? What do I need to do to do that? Mm -hmm. So how, how would you figure out, like, when, once you see what, like you have your goal, and then how do you build the plan based around that goal? Like once you have that intention? Yeah, good question. So for me, understanding what I want, mm -hmm. and it, a lot of it comes natural to me comes by asking questions. Um, so if I want to accomplish uh, being the top uh, person in my industry, I would find out exactly what it takes to do that. I would find out the, the actual number that I need somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, specifically. Uh, build a plan for getting there. Figure out what I'm prepared to do to get, you know, to hit that target. Mm -hmm. understand what my target market is, what my average case size is, uh, and then backtrack it. Like how many days a year do I want to work? Uh, how much do I need to make each year? How many people do I need to help? So it goes into a lot of questions. It goes, it's, I think it's something that comes natural to me is problem solving. 
Um, that is, I think, my uh, my why. One of my big whys is one of my greatest gifts that God gave me was my ability to solve complex problems for myself and for other people. And I do that, obviously, in the area of financial services, including tax minimization, wealth creation. Uh, however, as well, you know, uh, as you know, I, I'm a coach as well. And, uh, you know, I help people with complex problems in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Do, do you think like, so actually here, let me ask this question instead. Obviously, to get what you want, like when you have a really big goal, there's a lot of things that you have to give up to get to that goal. And I, I had a coach that said to me, there's no such thing as sacrifices. There's only choices because you, you have to choose um, like what's more important to you, basically. Like, what do you actually want? I guess what are some of the things that you've had to give up to or the choices you've had to make to achieve what you really want? Yeah, so you can't, you know, you can't be everything to everyone and you can't mm -hmm. do everything, right? So you have to really focus on what you want. Winning is understanding what you want and being focused, driven, and um, doing the work that's required to, to do that. And as you know, I learned a lot from, from one of our mentors, Tim Grover. Mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, you know, what I need to delete, what I need to give up. So some things that I need to give up are um, really everything. You've got, you've got to be someone that's willing to go to work on yourself and see what your shortcomings are. They say, you know, smart people know what their strengths are. I think even more intelligent people know what their weaknesses are. So understanding that you know, certain things that with inside of you that you have that slow you down and hold you back from reaching your full potential and noticing these, these, you know, Tim, as you read the wonderful book winning mm -hmm. with his co-author, uh, Sherry Wink, also an incredible human being in her own right, uh, wrote an entire chapter in the book called winning and that chapter is winning wages war in the battlefield of our minds. And, you know, we ha all have these self-imposed bombs that get in our way of reaching our full potential. So those are some things that we need to give up. We might have to give up some relationships along the way, some relationships that are not assisting us in our full potential and what our, you know, what our end result is. We might have to give up some trauma from our past. We might have to give up, you know, some people fall victim to their circumstances. We have to give that up. Might have to give up uh, insecurity, right? It's always going to be with us, but dealing with that and understanding that it comes and is a part of who we are allows us to put it by the wayside to go out and get uh, you know, that, that win that we want. Mm -hmm. um, it's lots of things, right? It's, um, I had to give up some weight on my journey. I had to let go of some extra pounds that were holding me back, mm -hmm. right? But there's also other weight. There's emotional weight that we have to give up. Um, part, of, part of my success was having a, a chip on my shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. Resentments and and, you know, all those times of people telling me I can't do it and I'm not enough and, and the rest of it. And, you know, that could get you that gets you to a certain place, but then you've got to get to another level. And then you've got to see if that's working for you. And if it's not, you've got to give it up. Hmm. See, what I have is I have a hierarchy, right? And at the top of the hierarchy, most people have a, a belief higher than themselves. Well, my belief is that God put me on this planet to win, solve problems, and help other people win. So at the mm -hmm. top of that hierarchy, the, my highest self is winning. So winning will dictate what I need to give up. Mm -hmm. the, the end result will dictate what I need to give up along the way to get to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. What are some things you've done to expose some of those minds? Like, because obviously we're talking about the 
winning wages war on the battlefield of your mind. And there are obviously there's all these bombs and little minds that maybe we don't see. So what have you done to expose some of those things for yourself and figure out like, okay, this is something that's holding me back or um, something I need to delete or get rid of. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've had to do a lot of internal work, um, understanding what I want, understanding uh, why I haven't gotten it mm -hmm. and noticing what has stopped me. And then uh, people often ask me, what's the most important ingredient of success? Right. And we know that there's, there's, it's not one answer. It's not one thing, right? It's many things that, that it takes to be successful. And it's, it's really everything, right? However, one of the most important things is honesty, the ability to be honest with yourself, right? Because you can go, you can fake a lot of things. You can fake success. You can fake happiness, you know, and this is what I learned from Tim as well you, and other mentors as well. You know, you can fake so much but you can never fake yourself out. You know the real answers to everything. So it's important to, you know, to understand that and to be able to be honest with yourself and what your shortcomings are. Understanding what's getting in the way of you getting this result. Not from a place of beating yourself up, not from a place of being hard on yourself, more from a place of like, look, we need to get the job done and we need to get up here. Or right now we're here. How do we get up to here to be able to get this result? What stopped me in the past? Mm. You know, you can, you can get access to this by asking people you trust. And it's critical that these are people that are in a trusted position that you put in that position that have earned your trust. Because they'll tell you the truth. They'll give you the information that you need. You know, the information that's going to make you better. Like yeah. We're surrounded in a group of what we call allies. Again, in uh, Tim Grover and Sherry Wanks down in Dirty Group. And those are the people that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, right? Because most people in life are going to say, hey, Andrew, you're doing great, man. You know, don't change anything. You're, you're, you're awesome just the way you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and at that level, that, that might make you feel good for a little while. Right. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes a compliment. But right. is that really going to help you get to another level? Right. So it's sometimes the people that we don't want in our lives that upset us, that, you know, tick something off in us. Those are the most valuable people to have around because they're going to tell you the truth and they're going to tell you what's missing and what you're doing to you know to get you the next level yeah another uh, practice that i use is i will ask myself the question of what's missing after i get a result and it's not the result i want what's missing that if i added into this into my repertoire would have gotten me the result i need hmm. right so I, I really inspect that and see what what could i have done differently what can I add? Where do I need to get to? Because if you did, you know, if you did, you know, we'll keep it simple, 100,000 in production one year, and the next year you want to do 500,000, you can't, you can't come with the same mind that made you 100,000. You've got to get better, right? You've got to elevate and grow and get better because doing the same things that you did last year are generally going to get you pretty close to the same results. You might get a break or two here or there. You might have something that works against you here or there. But generally speaking, if you show up the same as you did the year before, you're going to get generally the same results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, so I remember you said something earlier as well about how, because I, I guess I'm thinking – so you, you had like the little hierarchy thing that you're talking about and you said that you had that chip on your shoulder and it took you to a certain level, but eventually you had to, I guess, find like a higher calling than just that chip on your shoulder. But do you think that we need something like that to start us off like a chip on our shoulder? Or do you think we can start off with that higher calling um, if you don't have something like, cause there's, I feel like there's some people 
who really haven't had like that much of a difficult life or hadn't haven't had that many like haters or doubters or whatever you want to call it. And maybe they don't have something like that, like that chip on their shoulder. Maybe they just, yeah, all they have is maybe like a, kind of a higher calling or they have an idea of what they want to do um, or what they feel like their purpose is. Do you feel like you can almost skip that step of having that extra chip on your shoulder and go straight to that higher calling? Or do you think that you need something to kind of like slowly uh, get you to like the next level, like um, like step by step kind of? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And the answer is, it depends. It depends on who you are. It depends on what your experiences are. It depends how far you want to get to. But what I will tell you is in learning over, you know, 30 years of self-development, um, working with many other great uh, mentors, reading, you know, hundreds of books, studying uh, to be a seminar leader and motivational speaker in my mid-30s, doing extensive training to do that is that in, you know, in, in a world of, of helping people for the last 25 years with solving problems is that everybody has their own recipe for success. Mm. And the people that have the greatest achievements and have created the greatest success in their life, they just use everything. They use everything. So, you know, they, they, they use setbacks, they use disappointment, they use darkness, they use happiness, they use anger, they use resentment, frustration, um, failing. So how do you figure out that recipe for yourself? Like what, what, what do you have to do? Yeah, yeah it's a good question. You, you've, got to, you've got to create it for yourself. You have to, you have to go back and understand what this taught you. See, I had a situation when I was four years old. I got into a car, mm -hmm. I, I snuck away from my parents, I got into a vehicle. Mm. And back then, they didn't have uh, the security of, not the security brake, but there was a security uh, level of security where today, where you can't get the car into neutral. Back then, you could, and I pumped on the emergency brake, and I ended up driving down the street, down a hill. Okay. My parents, bye-bye, mom and dad, see you later. My mother passed out on the balcony. My dad was trying to chase me. Somehow, I was, I was heading straight into a house, actually our cousin's house. Mm. I somehow turned the wheel, made a left-hand turn at three years old, or it was between three and four. I don't know the exact age, but it was between three and four because we tracked the house that we lived in and we tracked the year, the time frame. Mm. And I somehow turned into, um, into a house where um, there was new construction. So I, you know, there was no, there was no foundation up, nothing, just a bunch of mud and, and a little hill. And the car stopped and I, wow. you know, I, I obviously lift. Mm -hmm. So I asked myself, what did this teach me? And what's my purpose? What's my meaning? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. So in understanding that, I understood that I can get myself out of any situation. I can solve any problem. I can deal with anything that comes my way. If as a three-year-old, I had the ability to without knowing how to drive, get in a car, drive it, and save myself, I have the ability to deal with anything. I can, I can solve any problem. I can figure it out. I always have a way to figure things out. And no matter what life throws at me, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna learn how to figure it out and learn how to win with it. Learn how to create my own success based on what comes my way. So there's nothing that can stop me. The only thing that can stop me is myself or death, right? Mm -hmm. The end of our race. We don't know when our race is over. We don't know when our time is up. But having that ability and understanding that God gave me life 
It's also understanding the odds of being born into this world. You hear me talk about this a lot are one in 400 trillion. Yeah. One in 400 trillion that we were born into this world. Why us? Why do we meet? What, yeah. you know, like, why? You know, like, we're just a bunch of people walking around on this planet. Why were we all put here? Yeah. What's our end goal? That is crazy to think about. I mean, it's, it, it almost makes it seem like it's so obvious. Like, of course, we have a purpose here. If that if that was our chance was so slim, like, we, we're not here by accident, obviously. There yeah, has to be a reason. Here. We're here. I have a, I have a belief in a higher power, and I have a belief that every single human being on this planet has a very special gift and a purpose for being on this planet. And once you come to understand that, you you come to once you come to realize that, that's when you can get connected to your higher purpose, and that's when the magic starts to happen. It's understanding that, and then connecting to that every day connecting to that every day of your life to be able to produce the things that you were meant to produce on this earth mm -hmm. right we all have a special gift and you know we this is i mean i keep mentioning tim but he's had such a massive impact on my life right it's 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 connecting to to ourselves like whatever that time was that we're running away from whatever that hurt was that pain that struggle, um, that time where we felt defeated and we felt like we couldn't get up off the mat. It's connecting to those times to understand that those things happen for a reason and what are you gonna do with them? Because in life, all there is is your end result and you're either gonna get it or you're not gonna get it. So if you're gonna get it, you have to learn to be able to use everything to get that win, right? You got to be able to use everything that's thrown your way. Yeah, it's true. And that, that makes me think because when, whenever I was trained to be a national champion in swimming, I, I remember I was like the only guy on my team. Like my, my team, we had, I had some people that were like pretty, like I, I call them killers, but there's also a lot of people who are just there for like the scholarship and just to kind of like pay their way through school and they didn't take swimming quite as seriously. But for myself, obviously, you know me, I took swimming extremely seriously and, and I would wake up like every day we'd have that 5am practice. I was like, so fired up. Like I'd wake up with energy every single day. And a lot of people are like, how are you so motivated all the time and things like that. And it's like, I don't feel like necessarily motivated. Like it, it's obviously it's discipline. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like my purpose is one, to reach my highest potential, and then two, to help others reach their highest potential, basically, and inspire others to be the best at what, what they uh, want to do. And, and and I guess my goal of being national champion is obviously tied into that. And how can I, how can I inspire other people, you know, if I'm not doing it myself as well? And so I feel like that's what gives me, that gave me the energy to, you know, get up every morning at 5 a.m. and like training 32 hours a week, even and like just really doing everything I could. Um, even though I didn't become national champion, unfortunately, I didn't quite hit my goal. I say I ran out of time because <laughs> I was still improving constantly. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say this, if there's anyone that trained to be a national champion that didn't quite get there, like it was definitely me. Like no one, I don't believe anyone worked harder than me and and trained to be a national champion more than I did. Well, Andrew, you're, you're a unique guy, in my opinion. You, you know, we, we all have a special gift. And, you know, you, you had some, you've shared, you know, some of your dark times and dark moments. And, you know, for you to be, have the level of mindset, I'm around a lot of people with extremely high uh, levels of mindset. And rarely do I see someone your age have the mental strength and um you know abilities that you have to go out and produce results but also uh who you are as a person uh what you're committed to uh what you spend your time doing um your level of focus um i don't see that often in, in someone uh your age 
So, you know, God gave you some gifts as well. And he threw some, you know, some roadblocks your way to, you know, to amplify uh, who you are and amplify uh, your purpose in life. So it's going back and looking at those situations and drawing everything you can out of those to give you the power and fuel and strength to continue to focus on, uh, you know, focus on your purpose, who you are, why you were put here, what message, you know, you're to deliver to other people, mm -hmm. right? And it looks like you're, you're well on your way to that, that path. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely trying to pursue that as much as I can, obviously, through this podcast, especially through this podcast is trying to reach as many people as I can and, and interview people with either inspiring stories or who've had a lot of success in their industries and, and sharing that knowledge with the world to try to help everyone else reach their highest potential. So that, that's like yeah. the purpose of the podcast. Well, that's why I did this, you know, mm -hmm. that's why I did this. I, you know, time and energy and the rest of it is, is real important to me. So, but you know, when I see someone out there, uh, doing something special and working hard and trying to achieve something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I try to help them out too. So, yeah, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. So I know also we've talked about this before is you do a lot of journaling. And so I'd love for you to dive deeper on how you journal. And, and I guess like, I know you obviously you ask yourself questions and then you journal about them, but yeah, I guess just dive deeper in on that. Sure. So, um, I, I mean, I'm thinking all the time. I spend a lot of time with me and this, mm -hmm. <laughs> me and my thoughts. Um, I can be in a room with people and thinking some thought. And the key is to when you have uh, a key thought that's almost, I don't want to say it's a breakthrough always, because not everything's a breakthrough. A breakthrough is... Uh, you have to really be trained in understanding how to um, create a breakthrough, right? You have to, you have to be able to step outside of yourself to see yourself and to acknowledge, um, you know, what's not been working. And there's, there's a whole formula for uh, producing a breakthrough and it's, you can't do it by trying that I can tell you. Um, so much of, of success is counterintuitive. It, we hear so many things out there, advice and to do this and to do that. And I would say, uh, I would tell people that if you generally do the opposite of what everybody tells you to do, your chance of success is far greater than if you went and did what everybody tells you to do. <laughs> Dude, that's so, so I, relatable, actually. That's so relatable. Yeah. It's, it's my thinking is counterintuitive, right? Like, there's so much information out there. Why are 85% of people, like there's financial information out there, why are 85% of people either dead or broke by the time they're 75 years old in North America, yeah. right? I mean, if we listen to that information, we're going to be like the other 75%, right? Right. So then we have to question, like, is the information out there accurate? Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I, I learned is I question everything. I question everything. I question if someone says something, is that true or not? Um, if someone gives me advice, is that true or not? So I have a very inquisitive mind that's nonstop. It's always going. Mm -hmm. So for journaling, what I need to do is when I have a thought, I put it down. So I have, I have an iPhone and I make notes in my iPhone. I'll make notes uh, on paper. Whenever I have a call with someone, I'm taking notes. Um, journaling's important. Um, I, I often review my journaling, right? I, 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 I review my notes. I created a vision blueprint for how I wanna run my uh, professional financial advisory, how my staff should be conducting themselves, how I should be conducting myself, my higher purpose, uh, what our vision and focus is and reviewing those daily, like even twice a day. I keep it by my bedside, my notes. I review them at night. I review them first thing in the morning because mm -hmm. I need to understand 
who I am, what I want, what my intention is and where I'm going. And if you can create that direction in your life at all times and know where you're going, know what you want and know where you're going, but be realistic, be realistic as to what you're prepared to give up to go to where you want to go to, because there's always a cost in doing that, right? So understanding that and being realistic with that, journaling it and reviewing the journal is what's going to help you get to your, you know, get your end result or get your, get your win, whatever that is and whatever area of life that is. Mm -hmm. Do you use a lot of affirmations as well? Like whether you journal them or just say them to yourself? So, you know, like I'm great or you, something like that, you mean? like you Yeah, know? like I, I'm the best like at, like in my industry or like I, I'm amazing at whatever I do, like things like that. Yeah, so I don't necessarily do stuff like that. I, you know, when I'm playing golf, there's always, you know, we have these little voices that pop into our, our head. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found works for me is understanding um, see the opposite. They say that whatever causes, uh, they say that resistance causes persistence, right? Mm -hmm. So resistance of means not allowing something, not letting it in, mm -hmm. right? So instead of uh, pushing it away, I allow a lot in. I allow it in. I allow it to come and go, but I also acknowledge that. Um, Voices are not true usually. You know, you have to identify them and understand where that voice came from, who it is, etc. Because it's not always your own. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound real flaky and weird, but it's it's understanding how this organ called our brain works, and we have lots of thoughts all the time, and some of those thoughts are not our own. Some of those thoughts have been put there from childhood, like your. You know, our parents, my parents were incredibly well-intentioned, uh, outstanding, you know, parents in terms of uh, providing and wanting the best for me and teaching me that I could go after what I wanted as long as I was willing to work for it, all that stuff. But they might say things like, you know, Corey, don't burn your bridges or Corey, don't, you know, respect your elders or whatever they is there. Right. Go, and you should respect your elders. I'm not disagreeing with that, but there's certain things. What if your elders are disrespectful to you? What if what if, um, you know, you're in a position of where you, you need to, you know, garner your own self-respect and, and stand up for yourself? So it, not everything is hard and fast, but it's understanding, you know, what to use in what situation. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm just processing all this. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> what, what, what do you feel like are, because maybe this there isn't an answer to this question, but. Sure, hey, what, hit me up. Okay, so what do, what do you feel like is something like, is there something unique in every successful person um, that makes them successful? Or do you think there's like just a lot of commonalities that is what is equal to their success? Yeah, I think there's a lot of common denominators among greatly successful people. Uh, but I also believe that there's some unique things with each human being. Everybody has a special gift and a special skill set, something that they could be the best at literally in the world, mm -hmm. something that, you know, that they're really good at. My uh, ability is the ability to help people solve problems, the ability to solve complex problems and the ability to teach people how to solve complex problems as well. Um, this is my unique ability and my unique skill. Everybody has their own. And um, I think that, you know, the, the, the where you find out what your unique skill is and ability is, is by going back to the dark places, to visit those places that we don't want to deal with. You know, the thing that causes us hurt and pain and, um, you know, could even be torment or, uh, you know, frustration, whatever that is for you, whatever that dark place is for you that you don't want to go to, that's the first place you need to go to. 
Because the thing is, is that you don't go to those places, it'll constantly be there all the time in your life. And, you know, successful people have this in common. They, they have a confidence in themselves. They have a confidence that no matter what's going on, no matter how they feel in their life, no matter, they could be feel absolutely awful, but if they, uh, if they committed to doing something and they have a, a, a purpose and a result that they want, they know that they can do whatever it takes to achieve that result. And they're willing to do the things that most other people are not willing to do, mm. right? Anytime that you've hit a big target or a big goal, you did a whole bunch of stuff that most people would not do, mm. right? We get, most human beings get sidetracked by roadblocks. They get, they give up easily. You know, they, they're not feeling great one day. They, you know, they, they mail it in, take the day off. Right. Uh, you know, something happens in their relationship. Oh, they, they don't show up the next day. Right. And what happens is, is things pile up day after day after day. So if you don't take care of things every day, you know, what you need to take care of and what's in front of you, pretty soon you got a, a huge pile of a mess. And that's what creates chaos is not having dealt with the things from the previous day. And, and, and all of a sudden, all those days add up. But it's successful people continue doing things. They go out and do the things that they need to do to deal with the areas of life that they want to excel at. You know, whether it's drop 20 pounds, right? Well, what do you do to drop 20 pounds? You got to eat less and you got to move more, right? It's, there's a whole bunch of information out there about it. But the bottom line is, if you don't do those things, no matter what you do, you're not going to lose weight. Right. You know, if you want, if you want to make, you know, a uh, million dollars a year in, in your business, you have to do the things and deliver the products and services to the people so that you can get paid for that. You have to do that in a way in which they're willing to pay and, and a lot of people are willing to pay. So you have to create that for yourself and go out and do those things. I mean, a, lo a lot of people that are successful, they have very high standards. They have high standards for themselves, who they work with, who they surround themselves with um, in every area of life. So, you know, the answer is both. We, we each have our own secret uh, recipe to create success, but we also have a lot of commonalities in other areas, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's, it just takes, like Tim summed it up so good, uh, you know, and Kobe, uh, Brian, um, winning takes everything and it just takes everything inside of you because it takes understanding here's how I put this here to win with this. No, this thing is already inside me. It's like other people, but it helps me win. You know, now no winning has changed the code. Now I have to change this. What worked last week no longer works. How do I implement this to get this result? It's just, it's, it's a series of, of, of just, you know, inner, inner, uh, inner conversations and inner uh, inner thoughts and inner solutions and recipes to to create your own success. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have trust. You got to have trust in yourself as well. Yeah. There, there's so many. There's so many factors. Like if you ask me, the key to my success. There's so many factors. It's everything. It's mm -hmm. all my experiences. It's all right. my even my traumas, mm -hmm. my alter egos, my personalities, my shortcomings mm -hmm. you know because you, you can win with insecurity right like you know andrew said i couldn't do it i'll show him mm -hmm. right but then the next week that may no longer work mm -hmm. right so you've got to switch it up now it's got to be for some other thing right, right? so you could take everything and said we we don't want human beings we don't want these bad feelings and and we don't want hard times we don't want to go back and look at our past we don't want to deal with failure. We don't want all these things, but we don't realize that these are the things that make us successful. Mm -hmm. If, if, That's true. yeah, if you had, you know, 
if I had some of the situations work out the way that I wanted them to in life, I would not be nearly as successful as I am because I wouldn't have what that situation gave me, you know, going through, you know, going through trauma and going through difficult times, it helps you to create a different version of yourself, a different version of yourself to deal with that pain and trauma and the rest of it. And when you take that trauma from the dark and you bring it into the light, you now have a different part of yourself that you didn't have before. Mm. Right? Because you had to, you had to, you had to, you had to do certain things to survive some of the things in your childhood. And those things that you did to survive those things in your childhood, you now have as a tool in your arsenal to use for other things, mm-hmm. right? right? And in knowing that and knowing that your shortcomings and your scars and your wounds and your insecurities and all the stuff that people wanna run away from, and don't wanna face, those are the things that you need to run to, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and even so, you, yeah, yeah. So. I guess so. I, I'm sure you know this about me. I'm like a huge Mike Tyson fan. Um, I like him and Kobe Bryant, like my top two guys. And I'm curious on your perspective on this. So, obviously, Mike Tyson, he had a pretty like insane childhood. Uh, like he was arrested, I think, like thirty something times by the age of twelve, and and you know he was always getting into trouble, things like that. His like parents, you know, like were I believe like prostitutes, like his mom was or something like that, and. Do you think if, let's say, for example, when, when he was like in his prime, if he would have gone to therapy and tried to deal with those problems, do you think that would have taken away from him um, having the success that he had in boxing? Probably, probably. I mean, Mike Tyson's gift was controlled rage. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that got Mike Tyson into trouble is that lack of control of his rage. Right. So Mike Tyson was his mindset, in my opinion, was kill or be killed. Right. Kill or be killed. Attack or be attacked. Mm -hmm. Right. So I believe to some degree when he got in that ring, he was fighting for his life. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you have that kind of fear and rage and anger inside of you, you can you can move mountains with that. Now the thing is, the key is, and this is the key with everything. You asked me my second biggest, most important thing of everything for success, control. Yeah. Being able to control all of it. So you've got to know what's controlling you and then control it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this very same things that made Mike Tyson incredible. Are the same thing, very same things that brought him down and got him arrested, like you said, 20 times, that got him uh, in trouble with his ex-wife, Robin Gibbons. Right. Right. That continue, you know, that got him in trouble in the airplane when he punched that guy in the head. Mm-hmm. You know, that got him into trouble time after time after time. Is you know, we we all have a dark side, as we learned from from our mentor. Right. We all have a dark side, but that dark side can't control us. We have to control it. Right. Right. And when we can mastering controlling it is what's going to get us our results. Mm-hmm. So that that's another thing about, you know, taking everything. Right. It's a great example of taking our pain and our anger because anger is another thing and anger can work for us or it can work against us and it's very hard to use anger to win with it's very very hard you have to have real control you know there's rage that's uncontrolled like a burning inferno and you have to learn how to control how the fire burns and the flame you know i i myself um I, I, I was known to have a bit of a temper, uh, be reactionary, 
right? I've, I've got a lot of emotion inside of me. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't until I could learn how to control that emotion and control how that flame burns and decide when I want to light my own fire, when I want to keep it lit. You never pour gasoline on it, but you want to, you know, increase it, increase the flame a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's understanding that and being able to control it all. That's the difference, right? Because mm-hmm. all these tools are important, right? But if they're not controlled properly, they can they can burn into a raging inferno. And that doesn't help anyone, right? right? That, that helps you lose. That helps yeah. you get in yeah, I definitely agree with that because, I mean, for myself personally, I feel like I'm very good about controlling my emotions, but I remember when I was a kid and I was still learning how to do that, I, I wasn't always the best, obviously, at controlling my emotions and the times that I made the worst decisions were when I was really, really, really pissed off. And then most of the time when we act out of rage or anger, it's usually, um, what is the word for it? Like it's... Uh, it's more spontaneous, reactive. That's what I'm looking for. It's reactive. Um, yeah. and it's, there's not as much thought that goes into it. It's emotion-based, right? And, and emotion, unfortunately, does not lead to a lot of good decisions. I mean, if any, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you've got to think with your mind mm-hmm. um, and you've got to th- think with your, with your brain, um, your, your, your intellect, your intelligence, um, there's a part of your brain that's in your heart that requires emotion, but I would say that that's more instinctual. Yeah. Um, you know, that's more gut instinct sort of thing. Like me doing this podcast, that's acting with, you know, my instinctual part of myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's uh, relationships, right? Mm-hmm. When you find that first love, that's, that's instinctual. Right. That's not like, uh, well, let me see. Does she line up? There's an aspect of that after a while, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you first connect with one, it's there's an instinctual aspect to that with our hearts and whatever. And then emotion comes in and you're like, but if she's terrible for you, like, you know, let's say you're, you know, have an incredible growth mindset, but she likes comfort. You know, is that really going to work out? Like logically, let's say you're a non-smoker and a health freak and she likes fried food, laying on the couch and smoking 24 cigarettes a day, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's when the intellect comes in and says, yeah, well, you know, so, yeah. but if you allow your emotion to take over, you'll be like, you'll be doing stuff that's not good for yourself and ultimately leading to an end result that's going to be a loss for you and for her. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, there's, there's lots of aspects to our, to our mind and, and control is, is a very important aspect to, to getting results. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Corey, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, but before I do this, I, so at the end of every podcast, I ask three questions are kind of like speed questions. Um, but before I get to those, I just want to ask if there's anything else that you want to leave people with, or you want to say before we get into those. No, I enjoy this, buddy. I mean, if anybody's listening out there and wants to take their success to a higher level, increase your standards and do everything. Use everything you can to create success for yourself. Use it all. Whatever you're running from, run to. Mm-hmm. And it. use that. Create it as a vehicle for success for yourself. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Corey, are you ready for these uh, speed questions? Sure, hit me up. Alrighty. So some of them they may not be as like speedy just because there's a lot of answers that probably are gonna pop into your mind and you'll see what I mean in a sec. But first question is what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten that's impacted you the most? Do everything, experience everything. <clears throat> that comes from Tim Grover. Do it all. Experience it all and do everything you can because we don't know how long we're gonna be on this planet. So do it all. Yes. And then what is your favorite quote and why? My favorite quote and why? Tough times don't last, tough people do. Yes. Why I like that quote is because 
no matter where you are, just try to win, you know, try to win with what, however you're feeling, everything. I mean, those times will come and they'll go. They don't just stay there forever. When it's, when you're riding high, that's not going to last forever either. Stay grounded, stay humble, you know, um, a friend of mine taught me how to live in humility and to, you know, not believe the hype when it comes my way. When I'm down, you know, understand that that will pass too and use those times to, you know, in those tough times to, to gain momentum and to walk forward, even though you may not know where you're walking, keep walking anyway. Yeah. Awesome. And then last question, and I feel like I know your answer is, what book do you recommend everyone should read? Oh, without a doubt, you know my answer to that. It's, 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 it's two books, because I always like to give more. I always right. like to give more than I'm asked. So the first book is Relentless mm-hmm. by Tim Grover and Sherry Wank. And the second book is Winning by Tim Grover and Sherry Wake. <laughs> awesome. So you guys, if you guys have listened to multiple episodes, I'm sure you guys have heard these books been recommended before. So you guys should definitely check them out if you haven't already. And I'm sure it's going to come up more in other podcasts. So if you guys haven't read them, you're missing out because there's a lot of good stuff in those books. And then, uh, Corey, where can people find you if they want to connect? Yeah, the best way to find me is info at butovich.ca. So info at butovich, B-U-D-O-V-I-T-C-H dot C-A. I'm also on Instagram at cbutovich, C-B-U-D-O-V-I-T-C-H. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put those also in the description so people can click on it or, or find you easier that way as well. Um, but yeah, Corey, thank you again for hopping on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you and having you as a guest. My pleasure, buddy. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me.